This is Safe Conversations with Nikayla. Thank you for joining us. At the conclusion of this episode, we'll let you know how you can get connected with the Safe Place movement. And now, let's have another Safe Conversation. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another moment, safe conversation, dumping, unloading (laughs) um, episode with me, yours truly, Nikayla. Thank you so much for joining. Um, It is always the best feeling when I'm able to come and just share my thoughts. Um, with you and I'm excited about what God may show you, what he may teach you, what he may reveal to you, what he may speak to you through me just pondering my thoughts and saying them out loud. Um, Again, I'm grateful that you have decided to click on this episode um, of another um, series I think we're in season two of Safe Conversations with Nikayla. Um, This place is where you can find God. You can find realness. You can find vulnerability and transparency. But most importantly, you can find community. Um, This place is not judgmental. Um, It is not self-righteous. But it is a place of displaying God's love here on earth while still giving the word and also some tools to be able for you to take them back home and work through your stuff. So um, I was led to do an episode and this episode stems um, from a call that we had this morning. And please pardon if I sound like a young man, sir, it's early in the morning. Um, <laughs> but um, the assignment for us that was given um, was to watch the movie called The Shack. Um, it is found on Hulu. I'm not sure of any other places, but The Shack. Um, and in this movie, there is a particular scene. And if you haven't watched it, this is a spoiler alert, but still go and watch it because this is this is nothing compared to what was revealed in the movie. But in this particular scene, um, the father, the husband had uh, woke up and Papa was no longer a woman, but he had appeared as a man and Papa is God. Um, in this movie, how they did it was so amazing. Um, and he woke up so confused because for so long, Papa was the woman. He could relate to the woman. There was a relationship that was being built, um, some trust being built because it was a woman. But when Papa showed up as a man, he was just taken back and God said, With the amount of work and the hard work that you have to do today, you need a father. So he kind of took him back by surprise. So he's like, "Mm, okay. 
So he begins to take this trail. And in this trail, they stop at a point and God is like, you know, well, Papa, um, you know what you have to do. And he was like, no, because just to give a little backstory, his father, his, his daughter, his youngest daughter was abducted and she was murdered. They could not find her body. So they had to bury her in a box. I mean, uh, bury an empty box. And he went to the shack where she was killed. And that is where this whole encounter, I mean, it's just beautiful. This whole encounter takes place. But in this particular part, he's now to the last phase of the healing journey. So um, he, Papa sits down in a butter of ladybug flies in his hand. And he's like, you know what you have to do. And I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember the exact words. Um, And the father begins to, he's angry. He's enraged. He is bitter. He's like, no, like, how dare you ask me to forgive the man who took my daughter? How dare you ask me to be the first to forgive? He took my child. Not only did he take my child, but he disrupted my family. I didn't ask for this. I didn't wake up and say, hey, you can take my child today. Oh, I need to prepare for my child being uh, abducted and murdered today. How dare you ask me to do that? So as he is going through the emotions, like, no, I don't want to do it. I can't do it. He's clenching his fist tight. And God is like, in order for you to move forward, you have to forgive. But I don't want to forgive. I don't want to do that. And I now take it to a practical standpoint. So many things have happened in our lives where we have been justified for feeling it. We've been justified. Yeah, they talked about you. Yeah, they they um, embarrassed you. Yeah, they stabbed you in the back. Yeah, the cheating did take place. Yeah, the abuse did take place. Yeah, this, that, and the third took place. Yes, those feelings are real because of their actions. Yes, those thoughts have sh- sh- uh, formed because of those actions. Yes, um, you know, my mom left me. Yes, my father wasn't there. Yes, I was abused as a kid. Yes, I didn't know my worth because someone decided to take my innocence. Yes, I was molested. Yes, I was raped. All of those things are justified. All of the emotions attached to that is justified. And we find ourselves being in a space to where we don't want to forgive. Because we feel justified in, they did it to me. Why do I got to be the bigger person? I know I spoke this a lot of times. Why do I have to be the bigger person? Why is it always me? Why does this hurt so bad? I feel like I'm a doormat. I feel like I'm just telling people to use me. I mean, so many things I've said. And what I took from that moment was when you want to be healed for real, highlighting want, you have to get to the place to where you are ready to open your hand. 
because the justification, the staying there, the not getting, uh, not opening up so people can get close to you, staying, you know, at a certain distance with people, um, not speaking to, you know, your mom or avoiding family functions, avoiding going places. You're clenching your hand. You're pitching a tent in where you were and you're really stuck. Now I am talking to individuals who understand and are children of God. And for my beautiful ones that are not children of God, who have not given their lives over to God, this is what you can look forward to. So I want you to put a pin there. If you have not given your life to God, this is what you can look forward to when giving your life to God. And for my sisters and brothers who are children of God, listen up. You are clenching your hand. You are causing yourself to be stuck in the trauma. Because the longer you clench your hand, the longer you are rehearsing that pain. You're rehearsing what they did to you. You're rehearsing those emotions and those feelings that you felt when it took place. You have formed new habits because of the trauma that are not good for you. You've convinced yourself that it's good for you, but it's not good for you. It's keeping you stuck. It's keeping you closed off. It's keeping you blocked. It's keeping you blocked. So although you are justified in it, when you really want to be healed, when you really want to forgive, when you really want to lay that baggage down for real and now develop a new understanding of life, not through trauma's eyes, but through how God sees your life and how God sees um, or how his intentions and his plans for you is really how it really looks. You got to open your hand. And that in itself is a struggle. Because not only are you opening your hand, but there is a level of death that has to take place. There is a level of death that has to take place. And what I mean by that is you are now dying to the memories of what happened. You are dying to the justification of why you think the way you think and why you do certain things the way you do things. You are now dying to the um, defense mechanisms. That has to die and the slate has to be wiped clean. And that in itself is hard. Because when you really want it, you then understand that that death has to take place. And now I have to relearn how to do life. What about me? I now have to fix. Before I can focus on anyone else, because me wanting to be healed is not contingent upon other people's actions, how they'll receive it. If they apologize, apologize. When you truly seek God's definition of healing, you don't care about what nobody else do. This is for you. And if you find yourself focusing on what other people do, then you're not doing it the right way. And it will never work until you understand that healing is only for you. It's not for anyone else. It's not so you can gain an apology. It's not so you can find some closure. It's, no, 
Because closure is a trap for you to go backwards. You don't need closure. It happened for a reason. Let it go. It happened for a reason. You don't need to revisit that ex. No, we just need some closure. No, what that does is open the door for you to slip and now you back in your situation shit. Find the good in goodbye and let it go. I don't know why I went there, but yeah, sis, bro, you don't need closure. That's a trap. And if you are not careful, you will find yourself back in that cycle. It happened the way it did for a reason. Ask God to show you that reason. If he hasn't already made it clear, but you're just being hard-headed. Don't worry, I'm I'm one of them hard-headed daughters too. <laughs> I used to be. He working on me. Because I'm one of the, I used to be one of the ones that I'm going to just figure it out for myself. And then be right back. He's like, see, I told you. But come here, let me love on you. Let's dust you off. Let's get you back in line. That's the type of father I serve. But back to what I was saying, true healing, true desire to be better and different causes or um, comes with a death. You have to die to your perspectives. You have to die to your flesh. You have to die to the traumas. And how you perceived it. And God will give you new life. That's why he says to be born again. Because he knows what came with our life before we gave our lives to him. He knows everything. There's nothing under the sun that God does not know. There's nothing new that can happen that God does not already know. That's why he says you are born again when you give your life to him. Because old things have passed away and behold, all things are made new. Not some things, all things are made new when you give your life to God. Rededicating your life to God. My backslidden sisters and brothers, you're not exempt. There is room for you. There is love here for you. But you got to open your hand. So many people are walking around with clenched fists to where it's almost purple because they're justified in it. Because they built that defense. But the only way that you're able to grow and move forward, sis, bro, you got to open your hand. You got to open your hand because in you doing so, you will be able to experience the fullness of life. The fullness of life. You'll be able to experience. So I know that was a lot to, ooh, to take in. But when you really want it, that's what comes with it. So my question to you is, do you really want to be healed? Do you really want to be whole? Do you really want to be set free? Because if you do, it comes with a price. But that price, I'm telling you, is the most valuable possession that you can ever have. Because although it's going to hurt to go through it, 
you're going to grow through it. And when you get to the other side, you're going to oddly say from a natural standpoint, God, I thank you for the suffering. Because your past now will be a testimony, not where you currently live. That pain will be wiped away and you'll be able to help someone who is going through the same exact thing that you've gone through. Because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So we overcome trials. We overcome childhood traumas. We overcome disappointments. We overcome all of that. By the blood of the lamb, Jesus Christ, and the words of our testimony, where he's brought us from, our past life, where we used to be and he's brought us out of it. So I encourage you, open your fists. Open your fists because all this self-healing all of these journeys of, of, of wholeness and meditation means nothing if the root and the roots are not uprooted and burned. Because the rejection, the abandonment, all of those are branches to the root of something. Or it could be roots. It just depends. Spend time with God. Ask him, what are my roots? Because when you do root work, getting down to the bottom of it, of why you think the way you think, why you attract the certain men or women that you attract, why you see people the way you do, why you can't get along with your mama, why you can't get along with your siblings, why your money always looking funny, why you always sick, there is a root. There is a root. And when you get to the bottom of it, now you're able to grow a healthier tree. I think my friend Brittany um, Sharnese said that this morning. If you fix that root, your tree will be healthy. But it's all about getting down to the basis. And in order for you to get down to the basis, you first have to open your hand. You have to want it. You have to be open to it. No matter how scary it may seem, you have to be open to it. You got this. You got this. I promise you do. And it's the enemy's job to make you feel like you're wasting your time. He's going to turn up the heat with people. And like, dang, as soon as I gave God a yes, now it seems like my world is going upside down. No, he's just nervous. Because when you finally unlock that root, he has he now has no power. He has no power. Now what used to bother you, you find yourself not even bothered no more. When you used to cry about certain things, now you don't even drop a tear. Or you would cry a week and now you only found that you cried one day. That's growth. When we give our lives to God and we give our problems to God, we are growing. That's growth. Look at the growth. Not what's going on around you. 
Because what's going on around you can distract you. No, look at the growth. Look at where you've come from. Look how far you've come. That's what you hold on to. So back to my babies who have not given your lives to God. You want to experience this new growth? You want to experience a new slate? You want to experience being washed clean and rebirth? You got to give your heart to God. You got to give your life to God. So I want you to pray this prayer of salvation with me. It's really just this simple. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. God, I believe that your son Jesus came down to earth, died on the cross for my sins, and got up on the third day. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. And just like that, you are saved. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the place where you can have your slate wiped completely clean and you don't look like what you've been through. Know that I love you. Thank you for joining me again for my little car session. <laughs> and stay tuned. You got this. You have community. And know that God loves you. And I also love you too. Bye. Thank you for listening to Safe Conversations with Nikayla. For more information about the Safe Place movement, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Safe Place MBMT. Please subscribe to the Safe Conversations with Nikayla podcast to stay updated on our next episode. It is our hope that you have been empowered, encouraged, and inspired in this safe place.